Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. It's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90-Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Always Smiling Faces podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Uh, as always, those that are listening, uh, I am joined by Mark Walker and Decker Petri. No Stephen Best tonight. Stephen Best is ditched where he's too busy DJing tonight. Um, the best he's started <laughs> to do kids DJing on Tuesday nights. Um, so he's gone around the, the community centres doing DJing. And um, boys, how are you doing? Is that, is that what we're calling nonsense these days? Is it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, allegedly, uh, allegedly. I started going down a path, mate, and I didn't know where I was going to end up. <laughs> boys, um, I'll start with you, Mark, because uh, I, I was at the game with you last night, and and we'll we'll focus on that first of all. What an atmosphere last night, mate! <sighs> oh, it was it was brilliant, wasn't it? I've uh. That... Got a got a bit of a, a croaky voice after after last night. It's uh, it's special when it's like that, isn't it? it you know, when it's a an, an evening kickoff under the lights, um, a big game. You know, coming coming in against Man United, who you know are in a bit of a transition phase at the minute. Everybody's bang up for it. I think the majority of the the people in the ground had been out on the the pop. Still, uh, still following on from the the Christmas and celebrations with it being the bank holiday, and uh, we just went for it, and it was it was cracking. Um, I think the War Flags lads have got to take a, a huge amount of of credit for for getting the uh, the, the atmospheres going because since those lads have came back, uh, and lasses, 
Let's don't forget the lasses in there as well. It's it's made a, a hell of a difference to just from the very the very start of the game, all the build up Mi- and everything. Minimal like that. minimal display that was classes last night. Like, I'm not sure what it looked like on the t- TV, but we we saw obviously the photos looking back now. And if that's a minimal display, I can't wait to see what <laughs> your maximum display is. Yeah, I think uh, obviously I had a ticket for the match, but. Uh... Either Rona or the flu or whatever it was was just kicking me off, so I I got rid of it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I watched the game obviously uh, twice actually, um, and the flags were just tremendous. And it, and and to be fair to them, I could be totally wrong here, so I'll take this back. If obviously if any of them are listening, they go he's full of shit. But I would feel that doing it the way they did it last night is probably maybe easier for them. That obviously they're just putting flags randomly, and everyone can just grab one and join in rather than. Having a massive display with it, with the word has to be correct in the right order yeah. and all that type of stuff. And I think <clears throat> what they do is, is is amazing, and I absolutely love it. And I w- I would love to see, and I think they put a message on saying for more fans to to bring black and white items, be it a scarf, a flag, anything. And if you can create that around the ground, you know, everyone waving something. It's I'm not saying you'll ever re- recreate Shira's testimonial by any stretch, but you know what I mean, something like that. And and credit to them, it was fantastic. It really, really was. Yeah, the, the, the tweet that they put out on, on the, the morning of the game was basically, if you see a black and white flag, pick it up and wave it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just scattered across the Gallagher. And it it's, I, I prefer, I'm not, well, I'm saying I prefer them. I think visually those displays where it's spontaneous sort of fans and fans just pick them up and wave them look fantastic. They really do. Um, as a statement piece, yes, the big surfer flags and the messages that you see, fantastic as your one-off statements. But to have what we've had <clears throat> and to see what war flags have done for the fan base and for the football club since, like Mark said, since obviously the takeover got approved and they came back, I've seen nothing like it. You see that club's trying to replicate it. And for a team that sat in the relegation zone and probably has done all season or the majority of the season, to get that from this club and the fan base, you do not get this anywhere else and I'll, I'll categorically say that now you will not see that anywhere else well I, I did say it after the Man City game when I think it was the Man yeah it was a more 4-0 down or whatever it was you know 4-1 down or so, and, and like everyone was still waving them flags you know what mm. I mean and, and even Pep Guardiola made a point of saying like wow that is that's amazing yeah. support like you know and <clears throat> somebody put a tweet out today it was I, put, I don't know who it was um, but it showed you a picture of Man City Stadium. I think it was Villa Stadium and another stadium. Well, there's just pockets of emptiness everywhere. And then it showed you our game, and it was absolutely rammed with flags waving and and everything. And it makes you feel really proud. And and I think what Amanda must be thinking, and my dad sitting there, you know, last night must have been thinking, fucking hell, again, you know, like the fans are here in the numbers on a on a you know an evening game which was on TV where there's coronavirus fucking everywhere. Sorry to mention it, but it is. And like people could have quite easily stopped in. Yeah. And every and the house was full. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's given it a hundred percent. It's just it's absolutely amazing. Like there was a massive clamour for tickets as well. The amount of people on social media looking for tickets and and wanting to get there. That I mean that's been going on for for weeks and weeks. I've seen it on the the pages on Facebook for spares and stuff like that. People begging begging for them and it's. You know, obviously people wanting them for Christmas presents and stuff like that. A lot of the time, you know, people going to get them for the kids and stuff like that to give them for, for Christmas. It, it just, it all adds to it. But um, it's funny you mentioned uh, Amanda and Mia, that they're, 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 I think uh, Amanda's definitely braced the 
embraced the whole uh, Geordiness of of now owning Newcastle because all of the pictures of her in the uh, in the in the uh, director's box last night she's just standing there in a dress with a scarf on. No sign of a coat or anything like that. <laughs> just uh, proper toughening out like a good old Geordie lass. And there's there's my dad with his, his was coat the... on and his hat and everything like that. It was the little girl that was with them. Is that is, that's not a daughter or something, is it? Or... I'm guessing it's, it'll be some sort of relative. If just not, a relative, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if not a daughter. It's definitely going to be some yeah. sort of relative. Yeah. But like we, we are sat there just before kickoff, Mark, and I, I look at my phone and like Gallagher shots and I say, Jamie Rubin has followed you. And I'm thinking... The fuck's going on yeah like <laughs> he's sat up there we're just about to kick the game off and he's like must just be look scrolling through twitter like to see what, what, what the crack is um but it's i, I know we we'll mention this every single week um since since the takeover but we we sat and we used to piss and moan about going to the game in in a similar position where we're all right now just struggling to, to get any points on on the, on the board and it felt like a chore it felt like you had to drag yourself to games and now it's nice, it, it's nice like that isn't it where you, yeah. you used to you used to think, oh, the, the game's going to get in the in the way of a, a good day and night out on the drink, because like getting getting out there earlier before the kicks off, and then you just think, ah, oh, you know, about times you just thought, well, I shall just stay in the pub. Let, let's not bother with with the match. But it's like you say, it's it's enjoyable going now. You mm. know that <coughs> that 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 one thing that we always ask for is is effort, a bit of commitment, and, and you know to to go and try your best and 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 try and win that game for us. Put in that effort and, and passion, commitment, and and you'll be loved for it. And yeah, something else which we saw on Twitter as well, Mark, is somebody just put it in there. Vindius has just said uh, Michael Oliver was in the clock club with his tune. Someone, <laughs> so the referee, yeah, was, uh, yeah. Michael Oliver, was doing the rounds um, in the pubs before kickoff last night. And do you know <laughs> what it is? Big, big Baza Sweeney. It's 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 strange, isn't it? Seeing referees like wearing like replica football shirts and that, like <laughs> phenomenal and. We'll we'll get on to referees and, and and so on as we do every single week apparently, <laughs> but we'll we'll go through the starting lineup. So th- there's a couple of changes. So obviously Dubravka starts. Emil Kraft comes back in. Lascelles, Fabian Schurz back in. Uh, Mankio, Longstaff, Shelby uh, returns as well. Joe Linton, Saint, Maximin, Fraser, and Callum Wilson. Dag, I'll come to you, mate. Um, it, it's always a special occasion uh, being under the floodlights at St James's Park, and you always feel. No matter who it is, I always feel confident when it's an evening game for some strange reason. Uh, but that that game, obviously, if you go back to yesterday afternoon, were you confident? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to really um, <clears throat> make this as if it's a negative on us necessarily, but <clears throat> I am going to be honest and say my United hadn't played a game for two weeks. And I thought, my God, them have had unbelievable preparation time with the new manager. <clears throat> everyone will be fully fit. They'll have no injury problems because they haven't played a game. <laughs> uh, we seem to be playing every five minutes, it feels like to me. Um, and I really thought my United were going to really, really take it that way. Um, when I seen our lineup frightened to death that we had no recognised left-back, I appreciate Mankiw was played there before, but it's still worried as that. Obviously, Lewis, we already knew, wasn't fit. Richie then clearly has a problem. Um, so Mankiw was there. Um Kraft was back in, which we will get on to, but at the time, when I seen the team sheet, I worried. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I, I'm going to be fair here. I thought, yeah, this could be a long a long night. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Yeah, I, that's just me honest opinion. 
Yeah, Mark. Obviously, we are sat in the pub. Once you have a f- extra few pints, the, the confidence gets higher and higher, doesn't it? <laughs> and obviously, having I think having seen Shelby back in the team, and once again, I said last week, never thought I'd come out with this sentence, but that gave us that extra bit of confidence having Shelby in that midfield role. Because yeah, um, he, he just honestly, no, no matter what, he recently and since that change of form, he's. He's being quite steady in midfield, probably more than steady. He's he's controlled that midfield almost perfectly. Um, so seeing him and his his name on the team sheet, of course, I'm full of confidence once again, Mark. But what what was your thoughts going into it? He's shite. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he has. He's he's been he's been he like means a, that, you know. a breath. Of, he's been like a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? He's, he look, <laughs> you, you, you know for a fact I'm I'm not his biggest fan, but. He's, he has done very, very well since he's came in. Um, and, you know, in in that midfield, you know, that he's coming up against where, with the players that they've got when they're on the game, they can they can stretch you, they can pull you to bits, they can, you know, drag you all over. And you just wonder whether he's he's got the legs for that. But the way we managed the, the game, our tactics and that, it just it suited him because he then had time and space to be able to actually play with the ball. Um, but he was still, you know, full of energy and stuff like that, which is, you know, that's the one thing that a lot of people have have, have had against him is is that, you know, I guess so-called lack of effort from him at times. Mm. But that's, you know, that's something that's definitely been evident in the last few weeks is he's, he's actually given it a, a hell of a good go, running, moving, showing for the ball, wanting to be involved. So, yeah, def- long, long may it continue. Yeah, let's just get straight into the game itself, and it's straight out, straight out of the traps in Newcastle United, and like I said, under the floodlights there, Decker, seeing us attack a team of Manchester United's quality, when previously we would have happily sat back and absorbed the pressure, but we're now finally actually pushing up the field, and the press from all of that starting eleven was ridiculous. Ridiculous, and that's why we were controlling most of, of obviously yeah. the play because we were closing down from the very top of the field, and it's something which how many times were asked for <laughs> when they those players graphed their horses off. Man United did not want to touch that ball, and the defenders, Maguire in specific, just didn't want to be there. Well, there's, it's a funny, it's a funny one because obviously I've mentioned about Man United they're not playing for two weeks, and I've said that obviously that that's a good thing. Now, actually, you haven't said that. It can also be a bad thing because there's a bit of rust there, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've said it often enough about the big clubs. Don't get us wrong. If you're pressing the wrong area of the field or, you, or there's too many of you press, they'll rip you apart because they've got quality. But you can see what Eddie Howe's been doing in regards to how that press is working. And we're pressing in the right areas of the field. The energy levels and the uh, stamina levels of the players is just it's, it's night and day compared to what we've seen a year ago. Um, and for all, obviously, the, the upturn in results and wins isn't necessarily there. Going back to what Mark said, I think about you know enjoying going to the game is you do trust Eddie Howe. You, you have a feeling of, of trust in that in the training that they've done during the week that they would have been working on something that that would be important, and that the players will do their best to execute that on a match day. So I think that's another reason why you're excited to go because you think you know it's actually we're going to see something. They might get beat, but we'll see something for spells of the game. And I, I totally agree that I thought what really came out of the blocks, Varane, Varane and Maguire were horrific. Like, really, really bad players. Like, we made them look ordinary. Um, and that's just by putting them under a little bit of pressure. Um, and obviously, Sean Longstaff come back in. Um, 
and the first goal, in my opinion, seemed to come quite quickly. It felt like to me, anyway. Um, and again, it was, it was six, because seven of, minutes, I think. Yeah, and it was again because of pressing early, and and the defender just didn't even realise Sean Longstaff would be there. Um, and in fairness to them, if you go back not so long ago, we wouldn't have had a player there trying to win the ball. We would have just been sitting back, and had Ram would have turned and just brought the ball out. But because we were on his first touch, bang, he shit himself, and we threw one goal. Well, nearly threw one goal, but you know what I mean. Uh, so really exciting start. And the commentators mentioned it a lot, and that you know you'll agree that if you can get our crowd on side early, you're in for a good night. You know, you, we can really put the shits up the opposition, and the players did that. And anyhow, must have said that going into you know in the tunnel and, and sorry in the changing rooms let's get the crowd behind what early and, and they did yeah <clears throat> Mark I'll let you take over because I can barely speak <laughs> I can't stop coughing now COVID it better not be because I was sat very close to him last night <laughs> for the majority of the the, the evening and uh, obviously at the match as well so but no I, I, it, good that you picked up on Longstaff because again he's he's another one that's came under you know a fair bit of criticism for his performances them, them dropping right down and you know I'm, I'm not saying he was back back to his best but he, he was certainly up there but that like you say the the intensity from him intensity from him and his pressure in on the ball is is what leads to it but even before we scored we had a chance with um with Callum going going through and having a, a shot as well so it, we were we were really out of the the blocks and and at them and i think that just from having that from from the start just sets sets it up sets it up for the night sets the tempo sets the intention um and like you said it, the, the the two central defenders didn't just didn't want to know and it's quite ironic because um Veron was getting um getting all talked up before the game the the official like man united account was tweeting out you know flags and stuff like that that he was he was playing and uh, all the fans were about our champions league winner and all of this kind of thing and he looked he looked garbage absolutely oh. garbage um and i lost count of the amount of times that that maguire just um shinned the ball or or, or tried to clear it and hooked it hooked it out yeah i'm not just, sure just i saw the tweet I saw a tweet earlier and it was from, from some Manchester account or some stat-based uh, account and said that Manchester United lost possession was X amount of times the most I've ever lost this season. And back where we're going from, what I've just mentioned not so long ago, it's because of the high press that, that we're putting on them. They just weren't comfortable with it. And that's if Callum Wilson is leading the line and closing those balls yeah. down and quickly followed by everybody else, there's no way for them to go. You, they just don't have the time to build that play up and they'll panic. And then it just obviously lands the jaw in on every single time. Well, the, the, the few things, organisation off the ball. <clears throat> um, do, do you know something? I'm going to mention a player who he hasn't necessarily done anything that I expected him to do when we signed him, right, at the moment. But he's doing really well, is Fraser. Well, I know he's injured, yeah. I think now, but I didn't. I didn't think we'd be bringing Fraser in to, to press people and run and chase people down. I'm expecting Fraser to have good delivery and beat a man and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought Fraser yesterday was absolutely working his arse off. He was chasing everybody down and and and, and I always think if you if your front players are willing to chase, even say Maxim was doing it occasionally in first him. Uh, I see Wilson will always press. Fraser's pressing. The likes of Shelby, Longstaff, uh, I'm trying to think of other people behind were see that, you know, see that, oh, that, you know, that them lads are pressing. Whereas I feel as if I'm only just thinking of a sentiment feel like if Fraser's coming deep, I'm going to go deep. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a mentality thing. But when you start seeing your forward players pressing these guys, I think it lifts the whole team 10, 15 yards forward. Really Fraser's now became uh, apparent that the Premier League punch bag 
Um, so every single game that he plays recently, he's just getting clattered left, right, and center. But was a bad credit, one, <laughs> credit to the kid, he's straight back up, isn't he? And it comes from his, his pace and his tenacity, though, doesn't it? He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's like he's, a he's like a little terrier. You know, you you you, you cannot describe him any any ways around snapping it at people's ankles, wanting chasing after things, running up and down. And uh, I, I think it's fair to say that we've uh, we've adapted to Ryan Fraser being in the team. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, right, let, let... No, hang on. I need to. Oh no, I'll not bother. I'll not do, bother. Do, you want to, do you want to start? Oh, because because I need to get something very clear here. You, you said we'll adapt if Saint Maximum was un, wasn't available. <laughs> And Fraser, Fraser would just come in and just change, change. You'd be fine. Under I, Bruce, I, I, I believe, you know, the, the guy he scored a goal in fairness to him last night. I'm not sure if Fraser could score that in fairness to him. Um, but Fraser has been very, has been very good. But he's, but I'm, the point I'm trying to make again is, he's very good in something I didn't think he'd be, he would do. I didn't think mm. he was that type of player. I didn't think I'd be sitting here going, God, he's working really hard and he's, he's really pressing these guys. I didn't think that. I'm thinking, oh, he set pieces of mint. He's creating loads of opportunities for us. He's not necessarily doing that, but he's he's doing an, an amazing job on that side of the field, um, which, in fairness, you could say Miggy could do, where he, he brought him on later saying, on. Yeah. And it, it's almost like for light, right? Like you've got energy, 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 you know, and, and that's great to see. Yeah, so you, you, could, you could perhaps say that he's adapted his game then maybe to, to suit into the formation. Uh, but to, to me, um, I'm I'm giving a lot of that credit to Eddie Howe. Uh, I am. Um, he's getting a run of games. Um, but he's he's obviously picked up a, an injury there now. Yeah, um, it's so it's a shame. But I'll I'll touch on it there because there's loads of comments about this. So we've got a little bit of recovery town now because obviously the Everton game has been called off, which was breaking news just before we came on. So. Brilliant. It's a little bit of recovery, and that's that's great for us at the moment because there's games getting called off left, right, and center. And that injury news over the last 24 hours with Saint Callum Wilson, Fraser, yeah. obviously Matt Ritchie must have, must have COVID. I'm assuming because he was just nowhere to be seen. Um, so we're just this has came at a good time for us. It really, really has. Um, apparently, Everton fans are kicking off about it, saying that we should be fielding under 23 players, but. Under 23 players aren't good enough to play the under 23, never mind Premier League game. Um, but let, let's I, I can let's... understand that them would want to play. Mm. Well. I, I get I get that argument, but Deca, apparently, there's rumors that, that the Everton were going to try and call the game off as well. So, well, that's just I think it's it a right decision, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was always going to happen, of course. It mm. was. Um, let's touch on the goal, Deck. I'll come to you as always when it's in relation to our friend saying maximum. Um, it's a great finish, mate. Uh, it's and, uh, it's for, for somebody who I've been critical not having them that really that end, end product, it's a great finish, Mark. Are you I, taking I'm, the piss I'm here? He slip. I, I, he gets into a great position, but watch, watch that goal back. He slips and he shanks yeah. it. I'm telling he, you. Uh, do you put him on here it. just to try and wind me up? You definitely only put him on here to try <laughs> and wind me you, up. I You're taking the piss here. You. I, I'm, of course, of course he slips. Because I, I celebrated like it was a, a 90 minute winner, but he slips and he shanks it 100%. He hasn't, he hasn't intended to do that. Not a chance. Not a what chance. What are you talking about, man? What are you he, talking about? He hasn't bent it in the top corner, has he? He hasn't bent it in the top corner. Which he did, is what he, he did bend it in the do. top corner. Right. First of all, First of all, 
Long staff winning the ball back was fantastic. And again, we've just we've touched on it Brilliant. just before. Pressing high up the field, Varane absolutely panics. He turns around and gets burgled. In fairness, it, it reminded us, I know it's in a different area of the field here, but can you remember when we beat Man City and Longstaff won the penalty for Richie? And I think it was Fernandinho just turned around and Longstaff was yeah. just there. And he it was very, very similar in that regard. Um, Eddie Howe at the end of the game said the one about um, the one about St. Maximum in terms of <clears throat> in the game itself, I think 80%, 80% of where attacks went down same size. And they says, was that planned? And Eddie House says, well, like, um, I count to 10, I'm on 25. Um, Eddie Howe said, um, oh, listen, he's, he's one of the best, he's the best player we have. Like, we have to give him the ball and give him the opportunity to get the fullback. And of course he does what he always does. He, like what Ben Arthur used to do. He just comes inside, doesn't he? Now, surely that's, that's the point he's made there is what I was going to say. Uh, put that yeah. back on. So the Freddie. point there, uh, Freddie uh, says, surely the fact that he's fallen over makes it a great finish. It was absolutely, because he does fall over. There's no question of that. But he still manages to have the ability to, and, and this is also what I'll say is, I, I was told from a young age, because I used to play up front, right? And I'm sure I've heard Shearer or someone say the same. Have a shot when the keeper's not expecting it, all right? So take a shot early. Have an earlier shot than what you would normally think of, because the keeper's not expecting it. De Gea is rooted, because he is not expecting, say, Maxim to shoot there, because he's on his way down. Um, I thought it was, a, I thought it was honestly, I thought it was an absolutely brilliant finish, considering he was falling down. Um, and it's, I'll come back to something I've said for weeks and weeks now about getting more better players on the ball in the right area of the field, and we'll, we'll give it to Saint Maxim when he's just on the edge of their box. And obviously, he did the rest. So yeah, near space did he over on the left as yeah. well? From obviously, them them lost the ball in a terrible area. Staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But through long stuff, and then that meant seeing get it in a great area. So. It was fantastic. I was really, really pleased for him because some of the shit on Twitter has just drove me mad. I've had to come off, actually. Just drove me mad, some of the stuff I've... Oh, it's probably from Mark Arthur. But honest to God, like some of the shit I see on there, man. Like, what the hell's going on? But anyway, brilliant start. Thoroughly deserved it. Um, and I'm so pleased he scored. Over to you. <laughs> I thought Mark was going to like try and defend his opinion on this one because, Mark, there's literally nobody agreeing with you in the comments. I'm telling you, watch... watch... Watch the replay back. He slips and it comes off the outside of his outside of his boot. Look, it doesn't matter. It went. It went in. It's you know a fluky, fluky finish like that. I'll take. I'll take nine times out of ten. A fluky finish. It was a fluky finish, man. Of course it was. If 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 well, we'll come on to someone who is the best player that's ever played football. But if if Joe Linton had scored that goal, or um, trying to someone else, maybe Murphy, because I used to criticise Murphy. If Murphy scores that, I honestly believe you say to me, hasn't he done well there, Decker? Hasn't he adapted? Or whatever, some bullshit line you'd come up with. I really think you would, you know. I really do. I really do. Nah, I do Look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy you scored. It's it, I, it's a fluke. It's a fluke finish. The way he, he slips, it comes off the, the side of his, his side of his boot and, and goes in. It's hey, the look fell on our side. That's all that matters. So what I did find interesting though, it was um he didn't he didn't really seem to, to celebrate when he when he scored. Because he's fucking listening like, to you he, probably on a Monday night. Probably thinking what the fuck is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he um he ran he just like he kind of like ran away and then stopped and then walked and he like he normally celebrates with the crowd or does his his flips and all of that kind of thing, but it was very it was very muted. His celebration. Well, I thought it was a case of like, listen, I've seen what because listen, listen, there's another thing. 
I said this the day the guy came in. Well, not the very first day, because I didn't know he was like this. But let's be fair, he's very, very good on Twitter, right? Very good. Probably mm-hmm. the king of Twitter at times, right? And I did say early on that that's going to come back to bite with. In the long run, I feel it will, because he's one of the guys I reckon sits on his bog in the house and reads everything. I really do think. And I feel that some of them tweets would have got to him, like, because I just feel that's what he's like, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do. And I think that little walk away and that sort of slowness thing that he did, I thought was kind of like, yeah, yeah, like I fucking, he didn't do a Perez and put his fingers in his ear, but I feel as if that walk away was very much like, I've been listening, I've been reading, and that's for you. Type, type, has, I think has, he not, has he not done that walk away once before? He done like Pierre some Vincent McMahon strut. He did one um, when we went to, um, we were Sheffield United away <clears> and he scored his first goal, which was a header. And mm. he kind of walked away, but it was some kind of Marvel reference. But he did do that way. Like a strut, away. wasn't it? Yeah, but I think that was Marvel related. It was like Colin Listen, McGregor style strut. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, and that war could be some joke he's had with his mate or what fuck knows, right? We don't really know, but I'm just from the outside looking in. It felt to me it was like, you know, I'm still here type of thing. Mm. So like, let's let's get on to the main man, somebody who's been stealing all the headlines over <laughs> God knows how many weeks now. Um, but probably hands down the best performance he's gave for this football club uh joe linton against man united what an absolute show he put on absolutely fantastic he's involved involved in nearly everything he's it's very very similar to modi army at his best when he was playing in that position and just like i always said with modi army he goes in for the challenge but he looks at taking the ball with him at the same time and that's exactly what Joe Linton was doing yesterday. The amount of times where he won the ball, obviously goes to the ground and make the challenge, then he's up again and he's away, just just running through with the ball. And it's not just that. He's link-up player as well. Absolutely fantastic to bring other players in around him. And he's improving more and more each week. And I'm excited to see him again the next game, just to see what he's going to deliver once again. He's really stepped up, hasn't he? Like you just, it was one of those performances. Like, like you just said there with Morty Army, there was times where he'd he'd go into a tackle and you'd 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 never expect him to come out with the ball, but somehow he'd come away with it. And that's exactly what Joe was doing last night. Everything that he went into, he was coming away with the ball. He was making interceptions. He was winning winning headers. He was putting himself about. He was out muscling their central midfield, left, right, and centre. Um, even Lee Wright, I give him a ten. In the chronicle, in the in the player ratings, which I don't <clears> think that's that's ever happened. And he, he, look, he was just absolutely superb. He was everywhere. He chased back into the left back position, into the right back position. He was driving us forward. He was he made a real real difference in the middle of that in the middle of the pitch because he, he's he put in that performance of, of what we've been missing for 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 not you know for long for for years. Because how, like, you, as you've just mentioned, Moti Army, we've spoken about him so many times and not being able to replace him, and and that performance was was replacing a Moti Army top top performance, being able to go box to box, breaking up the play, driving us forward. You know, I've I've never seen anybody for for a long long time being able to pick up the ball in those positions and just get forward and drive at them give a, every every pass that he was doing was 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 more or less a forward pass as well it really set up the, the like that was said what we've mentioned already the intensity in our 
our approach to how we were going to be playing and just wanting to get forward at every opportunity. And it's 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 just scary the the change around that he's had in his um, his performance. He's always had the attitude for me. He's had a you know he's, he's he has been criticised by a huge number of people by you know probably ninety nine percent of the of the the support and supporters have, have wrote him off saying that he's you know he's he's no good he's useless this that the other those those words are coming back to haunt people now and people are standing up taking notice and it's it just goes to show you what a what a difference a, a bit of coaching somebody having a bit of a bit of belief in your in your ability can do for you um and i'm, I'm sure we'll come come on to discuss it in in more detail but the the interview after the game with what the way Sean Longstaff was talking about him, I thought was just absolutely incredible. But uh, yeah, what a what a performance! What a what a guy! Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, Dega, you, you would you would have probably saw more of it. Um, obviously, look, watching uh, through through the TV cameras, did it look even better on the I, telly? I, honestly, I, I I truly mean this as well. I, I don't mean any disrespect people that were there. <clears throat> Sometimes when you're at the game live, it depends on where you're sitting. That. You sometimes miss them little things like you know the 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 countless interceptions or the the odd tackle here and there. I honestly honestly feel that is one of the most overall performance best performances I've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> like honestly, like the only thing he didn't get bless him was a goal, right? That's only because he he deserved one. But I'm on about a full a full performance out of someone. I can't recall seeing anyone deliver what he delivered for us last night. Like he was everywhere. Everywhere, mm. um, yep. and it, and it's you know you know when it it isn't just luck. It's not just luck that you're winning these headers or you're winning these challenges. His awareness of where to be, where the danger was, spotting danger, and was just putting out fires after fire after fire. Um, incredibly brave as well. There was a few headers he did, uh, which looked probably looked like nothing, but. I'm telling you now, not many people would probably have put the head where he was putting it, you know, and he was intercepting play. But it wasn't just a header out of play that it was a header creating a move for us to start going forward. It was on I cannot, I cannot speak highly of just how good that performance was. It was unbelievable. Honestly, so there was a couple of times as well where, where he did like lose the ball, but he won it straight back. And that's what you want to see. There was a couple of times where the, the ball got stuck under his feet and he still walks away with it. And this obviously most footballers, probably all footballers, confidence players, but this Joe Linton, which we're seeing with the run of form that he's in now, he does look like an absolute steal for forty million pound playing in that that is a number eight role. What do we class it as? Yeah, I mean, in fairness, yeah, I think I know I'm seeing a lot of comments about Eddie Howe in that. And listen, I love Eddie Howe, but I think mm. we have to be realistic here and, and admit. Eddie Howe didn't take us on and go, I think I'll put him centre midfield. And even Eddie Howe at the end of the game did say it was a total fluke that they stumbled across it against Norwich because we went down with 10 men. And he mm. said, we'll, we'll move Joe Linton into that position because we're down to 10. And we're both of them looked at each other on the sidelines and we're like, well, like he can he can do a job here. And then next thing you know, he's, he's played there ever since type of thing. Um, but I think... The thing, the thing for me is we've run about loads of players before. Sean Longstaff was mentioned before there, and he does one moment in the game, and and I think us as fans can be very like, you know, hey, it's great to say Longstaff intercepting the pass there, and is he back to his best and all this? I'm not saying we're saying that, but people do get mm. carried away. Joe Linton, I remember the first game, the Brentford game that I went to when Eddie Howe's first game wasn't there, like, but you know, Joe Linton was unbelievable. I was looking at Marco, and fuck, man, it was this guy, but he was playing attacking right midfield at the time, you know, but he was he was playing really really well. But I didn't want to get carried away because I was like, well, it's just one game, right? Yeah. But now now we're talking. 
five, five games in a row here. Even even when we got butchered off like some Man City, he was still the best player we had. I mean, um, you're probably looking at four, five man of the match performances back to oh, back. If not oh, that one game where I would say Shelby probably stole it. Yeah, um, yeah. but he's, he's, he's certainly been he's improved every every game. You know what I mean? And uh, for him to play that role is is unbelievable. Really, I mean, because it's not his role, you wouldn't think, right? Hmm. But he's he's aggressive. He's but he's, he's he's fairly aggressive. Anyone can be aggressive and just foul everyone. Shelby can be aggressive. He's, he's aggressive, but in the in the positive way. You know what I mean? He's just players are just bouncing off him left, right, and centre. He's barging everybody out of the way, but fairly. Uh, very, very calm on the ball. His first touch was brilliant. He played a lovely ball through to Fraser, whom then he scored. Obviously, that was going towards your end. But the, I feel as if the old Joe Linton would have slipped there or would have given the ball away. But it mm. seemed to me that in that particular game and the games that have just gone, even his passing, that final ball it seems to be improving. And that might be confidence. It's everything. But... Just, I cannot speak. I could speak an hour about how good that performance was. It really was. I think that that word that you've just said there is, is makes a big difference. Is is confidence because he's he's definitely got the ability. We just probably haven't haven't seen it as as regularly as we'd like because he he hasn't he hasn't had that confidence. He's grown into the that role, as you said. He's played there for the yeah. last what probably half a dozen games now, and is is getting better and better. Um, mm. He's using a, a lot of the attributes that he's got because you know people used to be critical about him with the the size that he had and his physique and stuff like that. That he wasn't he wasn't aggressive enough and didn't use his physique physique enough. And he's definitely doing that. He's he's been able to kind of bully the players that are in in the midfield up against him and, and use that that physique that he's got to get get on the ball and get forward. But then. The, a lot of the good things that he used to do, like picking up the ball, being able to move forward, looking to, to, to get us progressing, that that's a bit allowing him to do it, being able to come from that little bit deeper. Because we've seen it when he played up as a as a kind of in behind Wilson for a couple mm. of games of him being able to come in, run and, and progress the play. Again, being being that little bit further back and being in in a bit of a more of an attacking midfield role has given him even more opportunity to do that. And like like I said before, he's he really is allowing us to to drive and get on that front foot a lot more than we have been because like you said Decker, we, we've 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 been used to having our midfield that just sat there just sat and played the ball beat yeah. a little bit passive and, and we we couldn't be any further from that now we, we're, we're not a passive team anymore we're much more on the front foot we're much more looking to to get on and 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 take the game to it and and you know get be pro- progressive rather than passive now which is it's lovely to see his stamina levels how can you run that much, man? I mean, we used to say it about Almiron a lot, and, and I'll never ever take that away from Almiron. But he he was he was doing challenges um, to where yours are sitting to like the left the left corner flag. He was he's winning the ball back there and starting to move off. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's right wing starting to move off, and he's in the middle. He's is just absolutely unbelievable. The effort that he put in last night. Well, not just last night, sorry. That you know the, the last few games, and <clears throat> just to, I seen a comment pop. I think it was Freddie put on. So that he was getting Julian was getting better towards the end of Bruce's yeah time and and I will I have to agree there I, I will agree there because I, I there's a few games stand out Leeds game at home the Tottenham game at home which we threw away I actually thought Julian played well Julian played well in them games mm-hmm. the problem was at the time um that was the comment yeah the problem was at the time is the position he was playing everyone on the outside looking in and most of our fans were judging him on goals we were judging him on on opportunities created and we were forgetting about him. Uh, I'm sure one of the games he took every single goal kick to Bravka had to offer or it was Dolo probably at the time was chesting it down holding people off linking up play really well but at the end of the day 
he didn't score a goal. So everyone was like, oh, well, it doesn't count. But yeah. now I think people are, because they've known his, his roles changed, we're now starting to see him in a different light. Um, and I'm so, so happy for him. And just to qu- very quickly comment now, shut up. Um, the, 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 the comment made by that interviewer at the end of the game, by the way, it fucking boiled my piss. Like, yeah. Um, that was unacceptable. Listen, so, we've all I've criticised him, but I, I would never openly stand in front of him and say that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the I, I've just seen Shade uh, before I came here. I just met Shade in the pub. Just had a quick chat with him and a pint. Um, and me and Shade discussed this as well. And for a professional journalist or presenter, whatever he wants to class himself as, to come out with a comment like, basically, you shit. I didn't realise you had that in you. <laughs> that was basically what you're saying. It's there's so many ways that you can turn that phrase around, mention these run of form, saying I'm fantastic run of form, blah blah blah. He's basically <laughs> called him out for previous performances on there. And <laughs> the person that you have to give credit to for me is Sean Longstaff. Yeah, because brilliant. Sean Longstaff, and I've got the quotes here, so Sean Longstaff comes straight and he says, the disrespect he gets is a disgrace. Some of the noise from outside is so disrespectful. He's the best player in training every day. If you get him in your team in training, you're buzzing because you always win. I'm so, so happy for him. And he's just called that presenter, along with a lot of other probably fans in that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just call them out because... It was brilliant. It was brilliant. You know, it's long, long staff there, you know, for, for say, a young kid, but like... It would be so easy for Longstaff just to just to almost ignore the point and just say, yeah, yeah, he played well and it's great to see him doing well. But he that was almost a personal defence of Joe Linton, like a, mm. a passionate and personal defence. And I think all of us cling on to that, don't we? All of us love that. We loved Lascelles when he was kicking off that time mm. years ago. It's all happened. We just love to hear our players caring about each other and giving a shit. And I thought Longstaff handled himself superbly in that in them in that minute or so. He really, really did. That, that's that's exactly what it is because that could have probably got Lance lost in translation with Joel Linton and Joel Linton probably could have heard oh, yeah. that and, and thought yeah. presenters just not, not having a dig whatsoever there uh, or being rude. Then, like we said, Longstaff straight in there to defence. And once again, it just shows that, that unity between the squad, yeah. uh, like we've been mentioned over the last few weeks there. It, I'm sure Bruce as well. It wasn't just Bruce; it was somebody else. Also, this is way back, by the way, when when he was getting a lot of shit and wasn't playing well. In fairness, but that he was the best in training. They were saying we want to see the Joe Linton we see in training. If we can get him like that on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever, you know. And I heard that a lot about him. Um, but you have to give Joe Linton so much fucking credit, man. Like, do, how much credit have you got to give him? Like, he's come over here. Playing in a position he clearly didn't want to play in. Playing for a poor team, let's be quite honest. Let's be very, very honest here. Poor team mm. with a poor coach at the time. Um, could have quite easily just down tools. He's not from Newcastle. He didn't give a fuck about us. And how many players in the past would have just, eh, fuck you. I'll wait until I'll get away in the summer or January, whatever. But God bless him. He's really, really dug in. He's worked hard. He's worked on his stamina. Everything he's tried to work on. And he's even been willing to go into a position. He's probably never played in his life. But he still give a hundred and ten percent, and just honestly, cannot cannot speak highly of him. Honestly, I cannot. Amazing, amazing. I'm even losing my voice because of him. <laughs> <laughs> Who ever thought this would ever happen? Though, like, let, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Who thought we'd be sitting here five podcasts and reactions in a row, and, and the credit getting even better and better each week? And, and we, we have to. We have, we, he has some money in the bank here. This is what's important to remember. And I do this with my goalkeepers quite often. He's, for me, he's got money in the bank now. So if he has a poor game against Ep- oh sorry, Everton's not on, but the next game, all right, th- th- listen, that happens, right? Footballers have mm. bad games. Like my Ronaldo's the best player in the world. Fuck me, look, he looked like me yesterday. So let's let's 
every player can have a bad game, so calm down when he may have a poor game coming mm. up. I'm, I hope he doesn't, <laughs> of course, but if he does, hey, let's just chill out here. The guy, the guy's been phenomenal, so let's just, you know. Just because yeah. you mentioned the name there, and I'll come to you, Mark, and I think Gary Neville sums this up perfectly uh, after the match. Bruno Fernandes and uh, Ronaldo, like absolute children, petulant kids throughout yep. the game, throwing the toys out the pram left, right and centre, running over the referee, trying to get players booked left, right and centre. They were an absolute disgrace yesterday. Yeah, just... I mean, you, you you do see that from Ronaldo sometimes, and and look, I'm I'm a big fan of him. I, th- I think he's a, a brilliant player. But last night, he he looked ordinary. He looked he 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 didn't look like anything special. And you see that when he, when things aren't aren't going his way, he can react very badly. And he'll his head will drop. He'll get more and more angry, pissed off. He'll start complaining about everything. But it, like you just said, it wasn't just him. It was Bruno as well. He was he was doing exactly the same. If anything, he was probably worse because everything he was moaning about. Um, and and that just shows how much they were rattled. They were absolutely rattled by the way that we played and, and went up against them because they didn't get it their own way. We were going in strong on them. We were coming away. We were not allowing them to play their game whatsoever. And they probably didn't expect that from us because, you know, as, as much as we've been trying to do it and since Eddie's came in, it, it just it, there's been glimpses of it, but it's never it's never always clicked in that way. Um, and, and even, you know, you, you look across the, the whole team and I think you, you can pick pick it every player that was on there and think they had a they had a good solid game and that's what then you know drove the man united players to to start being complaining about everything being unhappy because we put them off the game they weren't able to perform they weren't able to get it their own way and they, they weren't able to be be the world superstars that they they undoubtedly are but they weren't able to show it and that's why they were getting more and anno- more annoyed with it um and it I was lovely to see that- wasn't it you're right there, and you, you, let's be fair. You find that with with every big team. If I'm honest with you, like Liverpool, for example, them them cry a river if they're not getting it their way, and you see the players starting to whinge on and moan on. And <clears throat> I thought Ronaldo. Um, I mean, in, in, in fairness to Ronaldo, I actually haven't seen him play well, if that makes sense. But he always scores a goal. That's the thing. He doesn't really get involved in the game anymore because he's the age he is, and he's a different player from the first time I seen him when he was here. The guy was incredible. Um, but we we did amazing to to just marshal him and keep him quiet. You know what I mean? And you've got Bruno Fernandes, you've got Rashford there. There's so many good players there. You know, yeah. uh, I I I worried when they brought Cavani on because you know you just know the guy's yeah. class. You know, mm. um, so they, they've got some great players. You know, yeah. he was he was the one for me that, one, that uh, really majority. made a big difference for them. Cavani okay, when Cavani's he, he class, came on, class. he was he, he, he is he's got he's he's undoubtedly got the ability, but he's just got. Yeah. His temperament so much better. He's got that that class kind Maybe of in him, which which we didn't see. We saw the opposite from from Ronaldo and Fernandez, yeah. like just being like you're saying, being being petulant. But I think the crowd played a massive part in that as well because oh, yeah. we were we were jeering everything that they were doing. We were on the backs <laughs> every time. When Ronaldo were... was back a lot when he was doing mistakes or something. It was it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was all night that, though. That... It was mistakes all night. Yeah, and that's it. We're putting, was, what... putting them off his game, putting them both off the game, putting the team off the game, and that you know stems <laughs> from what's happening in the stands, us backing that up versus what's happening on the pitch, and and putting them under pressure, not allowing them to play their game, and then we're able to capitalise them and put more pressure on them audibly from the stands and and highlight the fact that it's not going well for them. 
There was one where Ronaldo tried like a, a left-footed volley next to where you sit, and obviously it bounced off his ass, his back, and everything when I was playing. Volleys it, it off himself. The 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 outpour of way was unbelievable. It was it was absolutely amazing. Like yeah, it, it was. You knew it was noise. getting to him as well because he cupped his he cupped his ears a couple of times <laughs> when he was getting jeered and stuff like that. So like it almost to say like I'm 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 hearing what you're doing mm-hmm. because he expected to then pick up the ball and, and bend mm-hmm. one in the top top corner, which as Chris like you've just said, he's he's more than capable of, of doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a worry. It's just, a worry doing that because you think he's have the last laugh here. I often think that, but uh, but yeah, fair enough. It, it, we it definitely had with, him rattled. It happened with Ivan Tony, didn't it? When when he was getting booed, then yeah. just a couple of minutes later, he goes and puts yeah. in the back of the net, and and I up. thought that the, the more the fans were whining Ronaldo, I thought. This is gonna come and bite us on the arse yeah. in a minute. Like I really yeah. did think it but that's, was. But... That's where your character comes <laughs> into it, though. You, you either handle it two ways. You either don't show that it's affecting you, but but you remember it. Then when you do something and you do get a get a get a goal or something like that, that's when you then point it out. But he yeah. he was the opposite. He was like like make like saying like I know what you're doing. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to push. Bit like Pickford. Every time Pickford, just about Pickford to comes that, to yeah. here, he reacts in the same way. Um, he's recognised that that's that's an issue for him, and he went and got counselling and <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. But he got dropped he, for one game. Yeah, but you you just expect from from Ronaldo and Fernandez to know better, to 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 behave better. And, and like you said at the start of this bit, Chris, like the fact that Neville came out and was kind of criticising them, saying, you know, you, you you're letting not not just letting yourself down, you're letting the fans down, you're letting your teammates down because if you're in a team with them, and you know you, you probably if not the best, the second best player in the world in, in you know, everything that's gone between you. You're held in high high regard by by the players that are on the team and that expect you to, to drag in and ensure by example. And the only example he's setting is a, is a pretty poor one for me. Yeah, well, Neville also said, and maybe obviously Neville's probably looking at other things rather than the, you know, what, what, kind of yeah. what we watched. He was saying they were whinging amongst each other as well, and he said that's what he was annoyed with, you know. And I know Ronaldo a few times has thrown his arms in the air complaining yeah. he didn't get the ball early enough or whatever. He's always been like that. I also seen that he was probably apparently the only player that stormed off down the tunnel at the end of the game, and yeah, he's been getting shit. He's, he's been getting shit for that as well. So, but anyway, that's their problem. But, um, just, but no, I agree gonna... in terms of us getting on the back helps. It, it helps make them. On this, on the topic right now, um, there's been a few clips uh, once again the last 24 hours since since the the game has finished that the the kick at uh, Ryan Fraser. What were your thoughts on that one, Decker? Because in the ground, it just looks like it just looks like Ronaldo just wipes him out. In the ground, it doesn't look like it's 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 intent. There's intent there. The 100 is. Is that a red card for you or? If your answer is going to be no, if it's the other way around mm. and somebody like Shelby does that Ronaldo, can you see him getting a red card? Yeah, you've basically said everything I was going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I'm honest, mate, I, I think in in real time, when it, you know, in real time when it happened and I seen Fraser go, you know, I thought, bloody hell, that was, that was horrendous. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I watched the replay and I was like, it was bad. It was, but in terms of hitting him in the head and that, I don't, he didn't mean that. Like, do you know what I mean? It just so happened the way that they came together. But then I thought, on the flip side of that, if John Joe Shelby goes in like that, say on Ronaldo or or, or someone, I think he's he's walking like, and I, I believe that VAR hundred percent don't overturn that. So if the referee had have sent him off, <clears throat> I feel as if it would have stood. Um, it's strange, like because like you said, Chris, at, at the game, I I cannot really 
remember like when it when it happened or what kind of led up to it other than like seeing well, it back I, on the on the replays and stuff like that. forgot to take the ball yeah them. they forgot to take the ball <laughs> didn't they yeah yeah they forget um, to take the ball and uh, fraser runs back to collect it and he just gets his foot on it and as he gets his foot on it ronaldo out of nowhere just comes yeah. and tries to hit that ball yeah. as hard as he can but obviously because fraser's so small and ronaldo's so big <laughs> Ronaldo takes a jump as he's doing it and he, he nearly takes Fraser's head off and volleys him yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> into the Milburn stand. Yeah, it was it was a bad it, it was a bad challenge. And it, do you know what annoyed us the most was obviously you, you, you wouldn't have seen that, of course, where you, where you were, but Ronaldo was shaking his head and complaining for a, honestly for for ages, even after the decision got given, moaning on and moaning on, shaking his head, saying it wasn't a booking. And I was thinking, come on, mate, like if that had happened to you. You would have been rolling around for hours. Like, I, I think that's when it annoys is when players. Listen, I'm not saying he meant to hurt him or anything, right? But just take your medicine and go. All right, fair enough. Listen, it was a, it was a bad right to get a card. But he was physically shaking his head for ages and arguing and complaining way after the decision had been given about being booked. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> like, if it was a booking. It could have been a sending off if anything. But like, how? Are so annoying, man. The, the, the thing is, as well, and it comes back to things not going his way, doesn't it? That's yeah, that's why yeah. he's, well, he's he's acting and reacting that way. Mark, early on in the game, we, we were giving the referee some credit because we're saying, okay, was. Jesus, like he's he's letting a lot of challenges go here and he's not giving bookings yeah. when you, you could probably give them later on in the game. Um, but then I think as the game went a bit further on, he started giving away daft little free kicks yeah. for, for nothing challenges. Um, yeah. especially the, the ones which we had seen in the first half, and he was just letting them go. And I thought, if you had to control that game the, the way you have in the first 15, 20 minutes, then that's a, a an almost a perfect refereeing display, letting the game yeah. just, just continue. I was going to ask you what, what your thoughts was of the ref. Because, um, again, watching from home, I think sometimes you, you definitely get a different vibe. And I, I sent my dad a few times. I was like, he's been class today. So, so far, he's been class. He's letting loads go. I actually felt we were getting a lot of free kicks, actually, to be quite honest with you, early doors. Mm. Um, but then, as always, what you find with refs is the cards start to come a little bit later on and the fouls that he was most definitely giving away before. And in fairness, yeah, in fairness, maybe it's because that's the person's third one or the fourth mm. one. You know, yeah. maybe in the first half, he's done exactly the same quality of foul, but this is his third time, so I'm sorry, mate, you're in the book or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I thought he was okay. If I'm being really honest, he was. I thought he was all right. I think he actually gives, and you don't see it very often anymore, he, I think he gave both uh, Bruno and Jolin on yellow cards for descent as well. When yeah. they start kicking off at, at decisions and not letting play yeah. go forward, I'm sure they both got bookings for for that reason. Yeah. Um, Joe was kicking right off like Joe was going mental. It was, right. it was. But that's what you want to see, mate. You you, you want to see yeah, that, that, yeah. that attitude. And yeah. if he's putting that sort of anger in his his displays, which he clearly has been doing, then he can do that all he likes for me. Of course he can. Um, just to to touch on their goal. If you're saying, and we'll go right back, Mark, if you're saying Saints is a fluke shot, is Cavani's the same then? Oh, aye, yeah. I mean, he gets he gets to... Well, to be fair, even even before he, he scores, we, we got we got a warning, like, just before. Cause we had practically Outside, yeah. identical identical move where it gets pulled back to him, like, and 
it's it's clever scored. from him. He, he just he, he just drops. He just hangs back that little bit further because, again, how many times have we we spoken about our defenders just getting drawn to that goal like it's a magnet, pulling them towards that goal line and the in and their strikers if they've got a bit of an intelligence they just drop back, hang around the edge of the six yard box, the penalty spot, and it's a you know a simple little tap in for him. So I had that warning before we actually scored, but we he then on the goal that he did score he got two bites of the cherry, didn't he? Um, but it, yeah, it, it it comes off his shin, doesn't it? And and it goes into it goes I think it goes between Lascelles' legs and then goes into the, the, into the only space sided. where it can go in it yeah. in, against the Bravka. But it's uh, it, <coughs> it's he's he's put himself in that position, which is what a top top striker does. Mm. I, I, oh, I was just going to mention Debravka deck. I'll come to you. Debravka's mm-hmm. distribution is getting worse each game. It's getting worse. It's just awful. Um, <clears throat> now, he was limping a little bit towards the end of the game, a little bit again. Now, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. Maybe it is injury, but Jesus Christ, like, it's horrific. And I, I'm telling you, I used to be really, really calm, and, and I used to think, you know, I was quite confident when he had the ball at his feet that he would play it out quite nicely and stuff. It's been atrocious, his, his distribution. We're, we're, like, worse than what? Like, cruel? Cruel-esque, if I'm honest with you. Mm. Um a couple of uh, to go to their goal very quickly. Um, again, I don't know what your thoughts were in the ground. They were getting far too much space on the right hand side of the field, time and time and time again. Mankio was just so far inside, you yeah. know, having that Dallow on the right hand side constantly. And I kept saying to my dad, God, we're getting away with it again. We've got to sort it out. And sure enough, the goal comes from that side. But to, to just quickly touch on the goal, Lascelles is just shocking. Like, yeah. I've I've sent a few pictures in the group there. He, I'm telling you, he is running alongside Cavani. He is physically staring at Cavani in the face, and he's running alongside with him. And as Mark says, he gets sucked in towards his own goal, and Cavani just puts the brakes on, and the gap gets wider and wider and wider. Lascelles is 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 running into position where Shea's already there. Shea's already at the front post. Any ball that comes across, Shea can just clear. It's fine. But Lascelles, for whatever reason, gets dragged in, and Cavani just stands there. And then he's, he's free as a bird. He finds him very well. Don't get us wrong. The, the, the winger finds him well. But that's schoolboy. That's schoolboy defending. And and having said all of that, we are incredibly unlucky on the rebound, though. We've got three yeah. players standing in front of the block. Three players, you know, and a guns through his legs. I mean, for fuck's sake. But well, uh, what I want to say is, is we're 1-1. And, and previously, that would silence the crowd in St. James's Park. It would go pretty flat. But it didn't. And I honestly think that the way the fans reacted, that's what pushed the team on to have those chances towards the end of the game. Because we didn't stop. We still kept on going for that that winning winner goal. Yeah. And we're saying the players so deserved that as well. Eh? The players did. deserved that support. They deserved oh, I know they've they did, conceded, mate. but they, they deserved that spirit shown from the fans, which was great. Great to hear. And I think in in fairness, we've we've done that for the, the last, you know, mm-hmm. probably since House came in. In in all fairness, there's been a rather than a negative reaction to going behind. There's there's been the opposite. People have have, have wanted us to get back in the game, and it's and again it's coming from having a bit of hope now. If if that it's like oh it's not a, oh here we go again, and, right. and like being down about the fact it's like right come on here we go again. So you're actually trying to then get on the the the, the side of it and get back into the game rather than just sitting back and accepting accepting defeat, accepting that we're going to go behind. Um, yeah. And, and let's let's face it, even even at one one, that 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 felt very very harsh. Um, well, if, if I, we'd I, have kind of touch... lost that game, then oh, <coughs> if, we, if we just touch on very quickly um, the, the 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 chance, obviously. So, well, sorry, let's just touch on a few things. I apologise here. 
So the, the Wilson injury obviously happens um, in the first half. Um, obviously, again, you lads probably wouldn't have seen that. Nothing had happened. No one touched him. Obviously, you know there, there was. He went no down kick. a couple he, of times, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did it. He did a, a pirouette around on a turn thing, and his, his cough just seemed to snap basically. Um, mm. And he, he tried to carry. He tried to carry on, obviously, um, but, but clearly couldn't. And obviously, when the second half started, and this is why I mentioned this, Saint Maxim went up front. Obviously, just mm. he basically just fell void, right? Yeah. And we get an unbelievable chance to go two up. An unbelievable <sighs> chance to go two yep. up. Um, and, and this is when I talked about the lineup at the start, and I mentioned Kraft. Defensively, Kraft was absolutely spot on last night. And he did one thing going forward, which was absolutely brilliant, which was that chance. He did amazing craft on that far side. He puts over a great ball. St. Maxim should score. There's absolutely no question about that at all. Yeah. He should score. On reflection, after seeing the replay a few times, it went live, I thought, God, I might how's he missed? Maybe I'm defending because of who he is, but Varane's blocked that ball all the way. And he literally sees it last second and just hangs a foot out. But he should still score. There's absolutely no question mm. of that. Um, but Varane, what I'm trying to say, Varane wasn't there and he can see the ball come and he scores every time for me. But it's because Varane is there, he just can't see the ball until it's literally on him. Um, but if you go 2-0 up there, that was a minute after half-time. Hell, oh, you're you, laughing. You know, you're, you're laughing. Like, Absolutely um, so laughing. That was a shame. That was a real shame at that moment not, not to score there. Yeah, just before we touch on the, that couple of chances, uh, which we got towards the end of the game there, uh, Josh Doxon has donated £20. Thank you, Josh. He Good says, Josh. hey, lads, Thank hope you all had a good Christmas. Uh, i get the word again. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Uh, became a member of the channel last night. Our Good best on. performance of the season last night. Jolin and ran our midfield. He's heard a rumour that Cristiano Ronaldo wears Jolin on pyjamas. I'll wear I them think, now as well. They're brilliant. I think we'll all wear them. <laughs> I think we might start selling J7 stuff because we invented J7. I had to get a new pair because I've, I've worn yeah. mine out. <laughs> um, I bet they're right. worn out in the crotch area, are they, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the last few weeks. <laughs> so, right, let, let's touch on the, the obviously the end of the game. And it's Murphy gets a, a couple of decent chances. Murphy, to be fair, then, then he gets that one where he takes it well, Murphy. And I honestly think that's in the back of the net. Because De Gea's just watching that go by him. He looks, drops his shoulder and looks. And then it clatters off the post, comes back to Almiron. And Almiron, once again, he does fantastic to open his body up, shift it onto his left-hand foot. And once again, I'm in the crowd thinking, this is in the back of the net again. And what a save. I, over the power, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that that is what you get from somebody like De Gea. And I know he's came under some criticism. Just like Dubravka has at times with us, but he's got that in him. He's got that match saving display in him. And and that honestly, that that save, I couldn't believe it. Me and Mark were just hands and heads thing, and it's not gonna happen. This this is this is our look now. That was with chances. He pulled off he pulled off a good few saves as well. Let's be mm. fair. Yeah. I think we had seven or eight shots on target, and I know Saint had a few. He saved well. And obviously, the, the, I just want to comment on Murphy for a second. <coughs> My voice is going to go, yeah. <clears throat> um, I was really, really impressed with his pressing in certain areas of the field where he was he was picking these moments, which you've got to do. You kind of just press for the press sake because you fuck, you get done. But he was sensing the danger of, if I press now, they're in trouble. And his mm. pace, he's, he's fast, isn't he, right? He's quick. And obviously, it doesn't. I'm not saying he's the answers to a prayers by any stretch. I'm really not. But his press was very, very good. And he was putting them under pressure. The one thing he always does, he try. you know when he hit the post? 
he tries that three, four, five times a game if he can. And he, he did it twice it. before that. One just went whistle past the post earlier on in the game. And he did it there where it hits the post. Um, he does that quite a lot. Now, in fairness, before he hits the post, my God almighty, it was horrific how he lost the ball. We we're through. We we're almost through. And he does a piss poor attempt at a cross, which hits the first man. But then it comes back to him. And he recycles the ball really, really well. And I agree. I, I thought that was in. I really did. And Almiron, if anyone could have scored, I would have picked him. I would have loved to have seen him score the winner against Man United. Like, I honestly would have. And it's just a shame, isn't it, Diggy? I was on form and, and saved it, obviously. I thought, I thought Murphy was excellent. When he came on, he was, he was. I think when I seen a stat that he was him and him and Joe were the the two most progressive players on the on the pitch, carried the ball the furthest and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought he put a put a hell of a shift, like you said, he was mm-hmm. pressing the ball. Um, that that was one hell of a performance from him. And look, you can you can look around the the entire team and pick out performances like that. Like like you've just said, their craft was was brilliant. Never seen a performance mm-hmm. like him from in the entire time that he's been here. Um, but God, I, I don't know how how we didn't score um, with that chance. I, I don't know whether to get just gets a an ever so <coughs> tiny fingernail on on the bender from from Murphy, but it, like you say, hits the post and it comes back to to Miggy. He ca- he cannot hit that any better than he does. It's 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 flying in the top corner. The, no keeper in the world is getting anywhere near that, and then somehow. De Gea just just reaches from the depths of hell to, to just get get his hand to it and tip it around. But I like like say I was in the air up over the barrier because I, I thought it was in the back of the net. Couldn't believe it. It it didn't go in. Unbelievable. But it's just what, it's what, one what, of those what games. It, yeah, it is. It, it it's something which we lacked under previous management. Getting those sort of chances and creating our own luck and creating our own chances throughout a game. Something where we've had to rely on. <coughs> Teams messing up and hitting them on the counter attack, and before the, these pundits, the likes of Danny Murphy, that that sat there and saying, "Oh, there's been no change under Eddie Howe for Newcastle," that this look exactly the same. Unless Steve Bruce would don't would look completely different. Couldn't of course, be further from the truth. Results aren't going our way, but that is that that's categorically down to some absolutely horrific decisions at times uh, in in the last X amount of games. But if we can perform like that and I know it's a hard ask but if we can perform like how we did last night against Manchester United then I'm not worried that that we'll get enough points out of the remaining fixtures to, to get out of the relegation fight because we do look decent at times and I think once again that unity that you can clearly see in the playing squad I think that'll be our attribute come the end of the season it has to be it's that and the fans that that are going to have to get well with this really now, and January transfer window. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're half we're halfway through the season now. We've played we've played nineteen games, but the 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 biggest thing that now concerns me is the fact that they're the talking about Wilson being out for for months, and and that that scares the the living daylights out of me. We knew it was coming think... though, Mark. We knew it was coming. I agree with Chris. Totally there. <clears throat> I, he it's was never. Just... I never had any feelings he was going to see the end of the season. He just can't. I mean, no offense to the guy, but. He's, he's riddled with injury problems, right? He just is. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll say the same thing I've said many, many times, is that a club that are second bottom or, or whatever, we ain't going to have a replacement. Like, we're listening on the bench. We just aren't. You know what I mean? Like uh, The big clubs struggle when they're getting injury up, up top because strikers are the, are, the, are the hardest thing to come by. Um, I think losing both of them is a, is mm. a problem. You know, not, not just Wilson. Obviously, same could be four or five weeks. Uh, Fraser's got a hamstring problem. You know, Cher was... Um, was- 
feeling his yeah, hamstring as well feeling, for a yeah. lot of the Shea's always the feeling off. his hamstring, man. Well, it was funny because it came after the worst attempt at a pass I've ever witnessed. Um, but it's always the same. And I thought, oh, you're just holding your leg because, you know. It's um, that pride injury, isn't it? But it was, it's, I think why it hurts, it, it, it's typical us though, isn't it? You know, we, we have a really good game and we're, we're so buoyed by that performance. But then it's it's tarnished by that injury or those injuries. Sorry, it's just mm-hmm. so typical, of us, isn't it? We've, we've got a few games to come here, which we believe are winnable games, and then all of a sudden, no offense to these keep people I'm going to mention, but as much as we've commented on Murphy, Murphy replacing Saint Maxim, Gale coming in for Wilson, it's, it ain't it ain't the same quality, is it? Let's be fair, lads. You know. So, so just answer that question, which which Freddie sent in there uh, has said how far the priority list is a new strike in January now. It kind of goes top of the list now for for me. Um, it was high up anyway, but we need a goal scorer. You're not getting out of a relegation fight unless you've got a goal scorer in your team. And if our one is injured for a couple of months, the reckon what was it, six weeks they said, which will be a minimum yeah, six to eight weeks. Yeah. So it's you need you need a striker in there, and it. Well, in fairness, because I don't even even if he comes back, honestly. You know, after six to eight weeks, what's to say he doesn't get hurt again? Mm-hmm. So, so I agree. You know, there has to be somebody that comes in. And in fairness, here, I do honestly think that they would be getting a striker anyway. We got, even if Wilson scored ten yeah. last night, they'd still be. I still think a striker was on the list, but they are difficult to come by. They are difficult. Um, I, I think rather than us going looking for, a, I think rather than us going looking for a, a backup striker, no, we, we now have to go and find. A striker, somebody that's going to have to play, you know, week in, week out. Whereas it was, it was looking as a bit of a reinforcement for Wilson. And you know, if worst worst case happens, he does pick up an injury. Where it's it's now flipped on its head. He, he is going to be out, so we need somebody that's going to come in there and 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 be our our number nine, lead the lead the line. Because you know, when when he went off, that was something that we we missed because. You know, we put Saint up front, which again was maybe a bit of a strange decision, not <laughs> not not bringing Gale on. Um, because one thing that he will get give you is is he'll chase he'll balls press. down, he'll run the lines, and he'll he'll press. Um, we didn't see that for a lot of the second half from from Saint because that's that's not his game. Um, so it, it's it's a one where. It, 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 look, we had this conversation. I think two weeks ago when obviously we lost we lost Lewis, and we we suddenly needed a left back. You know that that went straight to the top of the list. So, it, it, and it's it's now shown because we've got gaps in the squad. We don't have that quality in in depth to be able to just to to lose a player and have have somebody there to come in and, and replace it. He obviously doesn't doesn't rate Gale the fact that he, he he doesn't give him games. He only brought him on because he had to, like towards the end, and, and give him a bit of a a run out. Um, and then the only other striker that we had was um. Elliot Anderson wasn't it on the yeah. on the bench, so we, we really are, you know, looking to be scraping the barrel now. And you would have thought Gale would have been, you know, somebody that was away in out in the window. Um, so you know, if he goes, does does that mean we will have to bring in, in a couple of strikers, or does it mean he now has to stay? But it's it, it's definitely now where you're looking at those positions where we need to, we know we need two full backs. Um, even though Kraft had a, had a good game, defence we know we're weak in in there. Despite them them playing pretty well, but we know share picks up injuries. Lascelles prone to mistakes, but we've now got no recognised striker, and and that is a massive massive worry because that's what keeps you up. It's goals, and and we haven't got I'll, that recognised goal scorer. I'll ask you a question here. Okay, as twenty seven year old striker in the championship, 
Once wore <laughs> black no, and white the stripes. No. The no. Once wore black and white stripes. <clears throat> could could he be tempted to come back, Alexander Mitrovic? Absolutely not. It it doesn't. He's not the striker that we need. We need. It didn't work yeah. for him the, the first time round that he that he was here. As much as I I loved him for you know he's batshit crazy ways, but he doesn't give you that work rate. He doesn't he, he doesn't give you you know what we need. <laughs> It's um, a funny one. He's, though, he's brilliant if, at if that he, level. But... If he hadn't have played for her, if he hadn't of, in hindsight, I'm just talking, you know, and you look at yep. his record, he scored the, the most ever, apparently, down there. Well, the something he's done for Fulham is 50 and 50 or something daft like that would be like, fucking hell, we're getting a player here who loves the club already. We already know the, you know, and all this bullshit, you know, yeah. and would be loving it, right? But I understand the point you're making completely. I, I, I the, the thing is, I'll say is, of course, financially, we're going to be. Uh, better off and obviously hopefully more productive um, the, the the issues I've got is clubs hold them to ransom one one fact is of course of who we are in the situation right but the second of all is now they know we need it they know that we need you know oh, yeah. they're not blind them know that they'll need a striker they know they'll be coming knocking or whatever um, I think the, the, the option that personally you've got is a loan to buy where I think you'll loan a, a good name or a, a good pedigree type of player um because I don't think you can necessarily sign somebody that I truly would say, wow, he'll he'll replace uh, he'll replace Wilson, they bother. So it's a it's a tough one. And again, it's just shit. It's just shit that it's came at this time because we've got games coming up with him we can win. And it's on the back of what was a great performance. And it's just it's just typical us, isn't it? It's just typical. It's just shit. It is, it is, but I think, what what are you gonna say, Mark? Sorry. I was saying if if you're looking at the championship for for me, you've got to be probably looking at at Brereton at, at Blackburn or um we, we sat and watched the Bournemouth game last night and I thought Solanke played played very, very well as well. But um it's I don't <coughs> know, is it is it a one where you, you've you've maybe got to look at the, the team I wish we had Ivan Tony that have got I wish we still had him. But, but again it's it's the, to- the Tony that I know now, sorry. The Tony that know. I know yeah, now. Yeah, that's yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we we let him go at the right time because he wouldn't have, oh, he wouldn't have developed into the player that that he that he is now. Totally it's right. always that that what if will a will a player be able to step up from the championship to come into mm. the Premier League and, and score goals? We've seen it with a few, but we've seen it we've seen the opposite where we've where people lot, are taking a gamble field, on it in the field. field chances. So I don't know. It, it, for me, it's probably looking at somebody that that is at a Premier League <laughs> a Premier League team. Comes in and scores goals when when they play, whether they come off the bench or something like that. Origi for me would would be brilliant from Liverpool if they if they would let him go. But I don't don't know whether that'd be the case. Um, again, it might be something where we've got to look at somebody from from abroad that'll that'll come in and uh, and and do something for us. But it's uh, it's it's definitely a conundrum that we need to. To, to solve in a in a very short space of time. The window yeah. window opens in what three, three, four days time. So we need to kind of be acting really, really quickly um to, I, I think, to strengthen. I think what we'll do because obviously that that game against um Everton's been called off now, probably we won't obviously we know now that we won't have a game to look back on. So the next podcast, which well, probably the first podcast of the new year, which you'll probably see from ourselves, is something in relation to the likes of transfers and, and where Newcastle need to look at strengthening. Um, now and the probably obvious answer right now is everywhere on the field. And like like Deck, I said, I think it was it it's damaging just how close that injuries came to the January transfer window because yes, we've got deep pockets, but are other Premier League clubs going to want to sell? 
to Newcastle United right now with everything which has happened over the last X amount of months? Probably not, <coughs> unless it's a ridiculous bid which is going in for the players. And, and that's where, this is where I know there's a lot of fans, maybe tongue-in-cheek here, maybe tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of fans seem to suggest that, well, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll just pay over the odds. That's what we'll, that's what we have to do and that's what we'll mm. do. I don't, I don't see this, this, these guys, this you know, this group of, of people doing that. I, I really don't. That these I'm guys aren't just going to throw money away. It'll be strategic. It'll be it'll be well thought out. And if someone goes for more than what they want, well, they let them go. And and I, I guess something we're going to have to be prepared for. Um, but it's just the it's thing just is, kick, there's a great thing. comment there. Sorry, to interrupt. But there's a great comment because apparently the African Cup of Nations is still going ahead. Um, this time, so, so far, yeah. Liverpool are going to be losing money. And Salah as well. Exactly, so, yeah. are they going to let Origi go? Probably but not. You'd have to say no. You'd have to say no, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Surprising that's still going ahead, considering everything that's going on. But but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, They're not going to cancel any sort of um, tournament football now, because that's the no. moneymaker for, for a lot of the, these organisations. I, I, still, I still honestly think, you know, Eddie Howe will have a few names he suggested to them hmm. that we're well, well not thought of. You know, that we're not even... It's not even on our list, not even on my minds. And I think Eddie Howe will have a few players that he suggested that he could work with, you know, that mm. suits suit his style and stuff like that. So we could be in for a few shocks, I think, name-wise. Um, but listen, you know, all you can do is, of course, I feel horrific, to be honest with you, the two players that we've lost. But all we can try and do is have faith in Eddie Howe and, and, and Amanda and the, and the rest of them to, to, to get the right players in and hopefully get them in early. The problem we've had in a lot of windows in the past is we'll wait until the last bloody day to get active. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. scraping around. Yeah. Let's let's mm. try and be proactive here and get with business done early. But um, we'll have to just look. See, just honestly, just look at the Almiron transfer saga. That was lined up weeks and weeks before the transfer window even opened, and we didn't sign him till the last couple of days in the January transfer window because we're still trying to scrape on a couple of quid. Well, they always say that, that that it's a hard window and it's hard to do deals and stuff. But we've sat here and discussed players, are they coming or they're not? And there's other clubs that are doing two and three signings in a day. Mm. You know what I mean? So it can't be that fucking difficult. Do you know what I mean? It but... looks obviously if if you're going off the rumours on social media as well, Scott puts it in the, on the chat there as well. Trippy has been liking posts um, yeah, regarding yeah, yeah. Newcastle United over the last 24 hours. One of them with the the uh, Sean Longstaff interview. Uh, with Joel Lint on. Um, it looks nailed on that. I, I think there's too many rumours about that for it not to happen. I, I, I'm I'm not getting carried away with that one, though, because if you just look at the amount of stories that, that were in the press, like with the, the managers, like mm. he, he was, you know, we had, we had three managers that were coming the, the following day. How many directors of football have we had? So That's it, a good it, does, it does seem very, very strong and everybody's would you be happy with them, that way. But Would, would, would you be oh, happy with them? hundred percent. He's he's a cut a mile above any anything else that that we've got at the club. You know, I I I don't mind Mankiw. I think he he does a job, but hey, he's no Kieran Trippier, is he? And I know he's at the he's at the wrong end of his career. I know he'll command a lot of money, and the the fees that are that are being talked about do seem excessive for the the you know the situation that he's in. But he's quality, isn't he? He's a proven international footballer. He knows the league inside out. He's gone abroad and, and, and done it over there after falling out of favour here. So he, he walks into he walks into our team and he walks into the majority of the Premier League teams that are that are here. So it's I think the point you make no on the money enough, we can get it done. The point you make on the money is a good point because I think a lot of people are going to have to quickly get on board with this as well, by the way, that 
you know, Shelby being our top guy on 70 grand or whatever, that, that, you know, in order to progress, in order to be what we want to be, these days have to have to go. So there is going to be times where people are going to be on money that to our ears are like, what the hell? We're giving mm-hmm. him this amount of money. This is just the way football is. And, and if you want to get a proven international player here, you know what I mean? Who, who I agree with, I agree with Mark, could probably go in a lot of Premier League sides, a lot of them. Um, you're going to have to pay the top dollar to get these guys. And I think it'll be an amazing signing. Um, I wish he was a left back, but <laughs> but I have to, you, you take him and you you know you have to be an absolutely amazing signing for him, unbelievable mm. signing. But that's the thing you're saying there. You, you wish he was a left back. Three four <laughs> three four weeks ago, we weren't having that conversation because we, yeah. we weren't in the position where we are now. We were, we were making do because we're, Lewis was fit and he was you know yeah. he he'd, he'd improved and he was playing well. Hey, football's a, a fickle game, isn't it? And, and things change very very quickly, but. It's it's a no brainer. If if we can yeah. if we can do a deal and it works for both parties, then 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 get him in. I'd I think love, as well, love to see it. Which which people I don't think look at whatsoever here. By the way, if you sign a player like Kieran Trippier, what message does that send to other players that yeah. are maybe thinking about moving? They yeah. think, bloody hell, you know, they, they are they are actually trying to 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 become something. And Trippier has gone there, and, you know, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just think that sends a really big statement. So and he did actually to be fair to Keegan yes. Yeah, so I was when just I said that, that Keegan, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he has played left back as well, hasn't he? So again, that's yeah. you know, you know, I know Eddie Howe had him at Burnley, didn't he? Uh, when when, yes. when Howe was there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's probably fully aware that he can play either full back. Um so yeah, so no, but he may not come, but it's amazing to be linked with him and it seems yeah, it seems odds on to me. So he's he's that statement signing. Uh, it's a signing that it really cements the ambitions of the new owners. If you do bring a player like Kieran Trippier in, um, boys, I, I think that's us done for this evening. Um, the last <laughs> one, the last podcast of 2021. I can't believe yeah, we're still in this game. Games off on Thursday, so nothing, nothing to talk about there now, is there? Yeah, nothing. So looking forward gonna, to it as well. We're going to have to get with thinking caps on and, and figure out what we're going to do. Over the next week, when it comes to Newcastle United, um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll think. I think we something. need to do we need to do like a greatest hits of the year or something, or I don't know, bad moments. There'll be a hell of a lot of them, like the the funniest moment, the shittest moment, the best moment. I don't know for the year. Like the award like ceremony again. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was too pissed to remember that one, but yeah. Well, no. I think we're all pissed, mate. All, yeah. all absolutely smashed. Um, but yeah, um, thanks everybody who has tuned in tonight. Thanks everybody who's tuned in throughout the last year. I know it's been a, a difficult one for for everyone, and the comments which you've sent our way, especially during lockdown, it, it meant a hell of a lot to us that that we were helping a lot of you get by in, in your normal day existence when everybody was locked up. So it means a lot uh, to to us as always. Um, and enjoy the new year. Uh, we'll be back very soon along with everybody else. Um, we'll catch up with you all then. Stay safe, everyone. Have everyone. Good... See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.